Ryder Nation and William Powell bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. That's the Johnny McKegg Band, and we are the Piffles Podcast, your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Alex. I'm Greg. And there's no Steve this week. You uh, guys are playing musical chairs over there. Well, I think we need to be honest with the fans. I should really add another chair somewhere. You should, um, but I think we need to be honest. It, uh, me and Steve are going through a separation right now. Um, I've got, oh. yeah, we're alternating the podcast uh, each week, um, and I got the social media, so. I'd say I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm really not. This is your week. Last week, I, I, I hope you listened at I some you guys, point. You guys told me you weren't going to record without me. I asked if we were recording. You guys said we weren't doing it. What What the hell? Uh, that was Steve's call. Oh. Uh, so he badmouthed you in the show last week. This is your chance to badmouth him back. So uh, if you want to do that anytime during the show, you're welcome to. Well, you know I will. Yep. I'm going, yep. I'm going, I'm going, to, I'm going to hold off. Like I'm, going to, I'm going to spring <laughs> it on you. In the middle of something, it's going to be... Uh, you suck, Steve, and then we'll move on. That's going to be fine. <laughs> we got a lot to get to this week. Piffles Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can follow me at Real Alex D. Follow me at Greg on Sports. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Piffles Podcast. Check out the Instagram page. Just search Piffles Pod. And of course, the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. They're now on Skip the Dishes. And of course, uh, Pumpkin Pie Blizzard, there, it might be around for another day or two. It, We've it, been we, hearing. We barely, we barely hit fall, and they are almost out of pumpkin. That's how popular this is, and that's how wrong Steve is Completely about wrong. anything pumpkin. And last week he's talking about, I can finally have one, I can finally have one. Well, Steve, you missed the entire season. Why? Because of your, your high and mighty morals about when pumpkin season is. Pumpkin season is all season, Steve. This message brought to you by pumpkin season. Pumpkin season. Yes. We're also a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. And like I said, we got a lot to get to here. Episode 134 of the Pivots Podcast. Riders win again, going for number 10. Let's get started. This is the opening kickoff. You're laughing again. You're back to laughing. Oh, because... Kind of peel back the curtain. We don't hear it live that much anymore. It just gets auto-inserted. Yeah, auto-inserted. And every time I hear it, I still laugh. It is. I, I, when I listen to us after to see how the show sounds. You listen to us after? I, well, Man. I, I, I'm, Good I mean, for you. I, I'm an egomaniac. That's why. And I also want to know how bad I suck. So I, I have to listen Man, to I keep it my headphones down and off during when we record. So I can't hear us. Well, and and be honest, my kids actually like listening to us. That's... It's it's weird. I don't know. Either really bad parenting, or that says a lot about your kids and which, where they're going. Which in is life. also I, uh, when Steve gets going off, I'm like, okay, you need, now you need to put it in earmuffs. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, it's it's funny because yeah, my kids all the time. Is this the Piffles podcast? No. Well, can you listen to Piffles podcast? Okay, I guess. Here we go. Hey, a listen's a listen, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the Riders Argos. 41-16, Riders absolutely go into BMO Field in Toronto, kick the crap out of the Argos. Greg, is this the best game that they've played all season long? Yes. And 
they looked great doing it. Um, offense looked good. Defense looked good. And, hell, special teams looked good. John Ryan absolutely coffin-cornered a punt, which was beautiful to watch. I, I've never been more excited for a punt in my life than to see John Ryan coffin-corner <laughs> one. Um, yeah, no, it's the best the Argos, oh, Argos, the best the Riders looked, but then again, it was against the Argos, who, let's face it, they're kind of circling the bowl right now. But you know what? This is a game that the Riders should have gone out and dominated, and they went out and dominated. So a lot of people are like, oh, they beat the Argos, congratulations. Well, guess what? Calgary almost lost to these same Argos not too long ago. The, the Argos are very much a Jekyll and Hyde team. They seem to surprise a few people. They, they, they surprised Winnipeg. Exactly. And so they can they, they can be quick strike. They've got some great players on that team. And if they could ever put it together, I, I still don't understand the point of putting James Franklin in there over Macbeth, but Hey, how glad are you that the Riders didn't go in on the on the James Franklin sweepstakes um, year back? I think he could be here next year. That's 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 the sad part. I know you and Steve last week were talking about Mazzoli and Fajardo, and I honestly think the Riders' brain trust still believes in James Franklin, and he's a free agent, and it's obviously Argos don't see much in him. So don't get me wrong, he ain't going to get paid like the way he the, he thought he was going to get paid, but I I wouldn't be surprised to see him on a team next year and be in the hunt for a starting role. I don't know if I go for starting, but he'll absolutely be somewhere next year. Um, this game, two more sacks for Charleston Hughes, up to 15 on the season now, leading the league. Is he the most outstanding def- defensive player? Or is it Willie Jefferson? Or is it like Danny Austin in Calgary? He's uh, their beat writer for, for Post Media, for the Calgary Sun. He says Corey Greenwood is ahead of Charleston Hughes in the most outstanding defensive player race. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Corey Greenwood because he's having a very solid season, especially when you're replacing a guy like Alex Singleton. But most outstanding defensive player, okay, pump the brakes there, Danny. Take off your your red sunglasses. Stop drinking the cherry Kool-Aid because that's a terrible take. Lord knows I love Danny Austin. I do. He and I... Oh, yeah, we, you're we, Mooseman, guys. Yeah, we, we, well, he's not from Mooseman. He's got family in Mooseman. He and I bonded over our love of Red Barn. Um, but it's a strong bond. It is a very strong. It is unbreakable. I don't think you understand <laughs> how important the Red Barn is to the people of the Mooseman community. Um, but that said, Danny's had some pretty bad takes lately on Twitter, and I've called him out on them. But honestly, and I might take a lot of heat for this. I don't know if Hughes is our MODP. I still think Derek Moncrief is, should be in that conversation. What about Cameron Judge? Also, also in the conversation, our linebacking core is top notch. No one can touch them, and like Judge is the player that Chris Jones drafted and at number two. He's he, yes, he had some hiccups that first year, but he has turned it on since then and has looked really good. But I still think Derek Moncrief is the best defensive player in the CFL. Just unfortunately, at that linebacking core, you're not going to have a lot of the, a lot of the stats when you've got guys like. Micah and Charleston and Zach Evans when he's healthy and AC Leonard because you don't need to rush him all the time. You you have him in coverage. So I honestly think Derek Moncrief should be in the conversation as well, but it's kind of hard when you only have one nominee from each team. Manuel Arsenal. He exploded in a big way. And now First, he's, and now he's getting Chad Owens. You know, we'll get we'll talk about that a little bit later in the I forgot what they called it. We'll talk about that later in the Tallgrass Apparel 
enemy preview when we look at the the upcoming Bombers game. Big long touchdown for Manny Arsenal. We finally got to see the bushwhack, the bushwhacker dance that no, he does. Bushwh- total bushwhacker. Right? I'm just waiting for him to go around and lick somebody in the face because that's what the bushwhackers did. I'm pretty sure the CFL would probably fine him for that. You don't know that. Well, they would actually know they would follow the John Gott rule where they would have to make a rule about it and then say the next person to do it would get in trouble. <laughs> it's worth it for that first time. Oh, though. yeah, it would be. And uh, like you mentioned, Manny Arsenal no longer going to be playing for the Riders for the foreseeable future now that Jordan Williams Lambert is back. And but it's but it's we, a good we, thing to see Manny having that big long touchdown. He dusted the defender oh, completely. as well. Like just like stand still. Like Manny was gone and Cody hit him in stride and beautiful touchdown. You love seeing those. What about the return of Brendan Labatt? How good did the O-line look that game? What what a difference a calming veteran on the offensive line can look can, can bring. Especially like, in his first game of the season, too. And, and don't get me wrong, Shepley and Bladak did okay. Um at in in the guard position, but to bring him bring back Labat, like you cannot put a price on a player like that because if he is one of the best, if not the best, offensive lineman in the league, just by himself and what he brings to that offensive line, it cannot be measured. And imagine if uh, Blake was in the lineup too. He was running at practice last week, I guess. I. Playoffs? He probably he probably won't oh be ready for this season. I doubt they'll they'll activate him by any means. But still, it's good to see them get healthy and and that position of strength that we have is getting back to being at its absolute top strength. And question mark as as we get in closer to the playoffs and in that colder weather, you need that offensive line at a hundred percent because you're going to be pounding the rock. And you're putting well, Shepley started the game at right guard, and Bladeck was a you know the sixth offensive lineman. And that kind of suits everybody where they were. It just seemed like the offensive line was just better. And it seems like that's probably going to be what it's like going forward. And, and if I, we can get that continuity in these last five games, that's huge. I'm fine with it. And considering Willie Jefferson's coming to Mosaic this week, we need that offensive line to be at their very best. Cody Fajardo didn't even really need a, a sprinkle of Jesus in this game. He just laid down a whole bunch of... Sprinkles. It, it wasn't really it was a sprinkle. It was a smattering. Uh, well, he used the word dollop before. Do- dollop's good. But this um, is, the, like, he put a big giant pan. He he opened, like, a fire hose. Down. It was like a fire hose. Like he, Once that offense got going, they just didn't stop. Um, And, yeah, it was great to watch. Like Probably the best that offense has looked all year. Once again, Toronto. But you got Bear Woods on the other side. You've got some really good players on that Toronto defense. Corey Chamberlain is supposed to be a defensive coach. And you go, you go into their, go into their barn and put up that that uh, high a total on them. I just hope uh, they bring that uh, roadshow here this week. So that makes it what eight out of the last nine games they've won. Everyone's talking about how Hamilton's the well. Everyone out in Hamilton's talking about how they're the best team in the league. And statistically, if you're looking at records, yes, they are. But the Riders are eight and one in their last nine, eight and two in their last ten. If you want to go at it. Hamilton isn't that good in their last 10. And one of those losses that they had came to the Riders. And that was with Dane Evans. It wasn't with Jeremiah Mazzoli either. So all things being equal. And that's those, a, Are those the two best teams in the league? Right now, I think so. Um, it's hard to discount Calgary because they're Calgary. Winnipeg 
if you ask Winnipeg, they are the best complete team, which I always laugh at. But the top three, four teams in this league right now are pretty much even. Any any team could beat any team in those four teams that we just named. It is any it literally is any given Sunday at this point because the teams are that tight and that good. And it's gonna be gonna be a slugfest these last couple of weeks. This week's this week's CFL game simulation or like Grey Cup simulation came out. The Riders, 45% chance to win the Grey Cup or win the West, get to the Grey Cup. I don't Calgary, Calgary only at like 37, I think it was. So the Riders, I mean, they have a slightly easier schedule than than Calgary. Definitely easier than Winnipeg. Like the Riders actually have a pretty decent schedule going up right now. Winnipeg, I think, by far the hardest. Calgary's isn't that difficult, but it's these last couple of weeks are you're going to see a lot of changes at number one in the West, which is exactly how the CFL wants it. That's why they they backloaded all these uh, Western games at the at the end of the season. And we'll talk about the stretch here in just a little bit. Greg, is there anything else from the game this past? Like, I mean. It was a blowout game. We could talk about how great everybody was, but that's kind of redundant when you look at the score, right? Is there anything else you want to bring up from this game at all? Well, not from a rider's perspective. Is Toronto going to clean house at the end of the year? Is Corey Chamberlain done as a head coach in this league? Corey Chamberlain should be done. When you look at his record in the last, what, 26 games, he's 2-24 and 24 or whatever it is. Like, it's absolutely it, it's terrible. Not, it's, not a great, it's not great. He's got his great cup, and then after that, that was it. And then, but what about Jim Pop? Jim Pop built this team. Jim Pop has to be fired. There has to be changes there. And you look at the MLSE that's, you know, kind of in charge of everything. They got the Leafs who are looking like another contender this year again. They got the Toronto Raptors who are defending NBA champions. They got the Toronto FC soccer. They're the defending champions or one, two years ago, whatever it was. Yep. So they're, they're a good team and they're always in the playoffs. Yep. And then you got the Argos. Oh, and you you forgot about the Marlboros, but they're 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 not that good. Cigarettes? Yeah, the Toronto Marlies. Are they cigarettes too? <laughs> they're, they're not, but they do get smoked a lot. But um, but that anyway, that counts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, they they got a clean house. They, they have to. They have to, and it's just I I don't know who's well. I know who's out there. They they brought him in this year already. John Murphy. John Mur- John Murphy sitting right there. I wouldn't be shocked if Pop gets shown the door and Murphy takes over. Well, we'll have to see what happens at the end of the year because nothing will happen now anyway. It's too late in the season to do something. Or maybe it's the perfect time. Just whatever, blow it out. And the guys that we have now, let's just ride it out. And then the day after the Great Cup when the unofficial CFL moratorium, is that the right word? Yeah, that's moratorium, yeah. Uh, when the CFL moratorium is is lifted and teams can make announcements again, we'll probably see something. And, Great Cup Monday. But the reason why they brought in Chamberlain is because they couldn't get rid of, change their entire coaching staff because he knew the coaching staff. This is where that coaching or administration salary cap sucks because yeah. no one knows how it works. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a cha- change to that. There has going to into be. Next year. There has to be. I'm like, I understand what they were attempting, but they did it so ham-fisted. It just, it's just garbage what's happening to teams. Every team is getting hamstrung by it. Don't get me wrong, it worked out in our favor with Dickinson. Dickin- oh yeah, this is one thing I want to mention. Um, Dickinson, I've I I when I was going to the practices last couple of weeks there a few weeks ago, 
Um, Dickinson, like just listening to him talk to the media and listening to him talk to the players made me go, okay, yeah, like I understand why the, the players bought him. But that live mic game, like I fell in love with him as a coach. Like he is, he's got the players playing for him. He's joking on the sidelines. He's talking to guys. He's telling guys it's not their fault. He's like picking them up. Like he is everything this team needs as a coach and it's working out perfectly. He was a convenience hire, but he's looking like the right guy as well to not just that convenience hire. Yeah, and he's he's the like I said, he's the perfect guy for this team. And and as you can tell by the record and how they're playing for him, like this team can do some damage and it's I'm excited for playoffs. I've not been this excited about this team in a long time. The opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage, Regina Realty. Check out her Facebook page, Kathy Festion, Royal LePage. Before we get to uh, some uh, questions here, I want to take a look around the CFL from this past week. Kahari Jones, stupidest mistake of the season. Would you kick the field goal and trust your defense? For Montreal, down on BC's you know, third and one on the two-yard line, they can still get a first down. That's It almost worked out for them, though. That's the sad part. So they ended up, uh, they threw in Antonio Pipkin, who was their backup in that game, instead of Matthew Schultz, their starter. He that, fumbled the snap. Yeah, that that decision was the no, that, was, that was. So would you kick the field goal if you're Kahari Jones? Do you tell him to go kick the field goal? Because you think about this: you got Mike Riley on the other side. All he has to do if you kick a field goal is drive what 30, 35 yards, forty yards maybe, kick a field goal and win. I like the call, Kahari Jones going for it. It was terrible execution, and I understand the point. Take the points, trust your defense, but you can win that game if you score a touchdown there. No, I agree. Like you, you always, you win that game. Yeah, you always go for it. It's that simple. You, especially third, especially with one yard to go in the CFL yeah, where they yeah. give you a yard, that should be a gimme every single time. And it's like eighty-seven percent or eighty-five percent of the time that sneak works for a first down every time. Yeah, like I mean, well, they should have went third and one from the gun. It wasn't Thursday night. Uh, that's the problem. But yeah, you always go for that yard. You always go for that yard. And I'm sure um, Derek Taylor's got a stat on going for it. And he's probably right because he's got all the numbers. But yeah, no, you go for it. And you go to win the You play to win the game. As, as goofy as that sounds. I mean, if it was a playoff game, yeah, maybe you kick the field goal. You take the for sure points. But in that situation on the road against a bad team, in a, I don't want to say a mean-nothing game, but it's not one of their more important games against BC. I like it. I like the play call. No, I have no problem with the play call at all. Simone Lawrence setting the tackle record. 17 tackles, breaking Reggie Hunt's record of 16. In a game that he should have been suspended for, top performer, or is that? Is is, that are is, you cool with that? Is this going to be another game with an asterisk on it? There's, there's so many of those this year. I think every game needs an asterisk. Pretty much. Um, Simone, why do you do dumb things? You're a good player. You're an awesome guy off the field. Why do you do dumb things on the field? Like I don't remember having this many issues with Simone Lawrence. Ever. No, this is the first year he's ever had suspensions or fines, and he's had one suspension and two fines. 
And it's just this year, he just seems to be, I don't know if he's got a chip on his shoulder or what, but it just every, it seems like every game there's a new Simone Lawrence outrage of some sort. I want to compare this to Vontez Perfect in the NFL. Uh, now, first off, let me preface this by saying Vontez Perfect is a piece of crap human. That guy should trash. not be playing football anymore. He should be never allowed he to can, play he football. He can join Greg Hardy in the UFC? Absolutely. Okay. And watch them just each pound each actually, other's I, faces I, I would actually pay to watch that fight. Right? Let them let him go 15-minute rounds, 15 minutes. I want to see them beat the crap out of each other and not get up. And give them both baseball bats. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far, maybe. like uh, They both deserve it. Aluminum bats, maybe. Okay, there you go. But now I'm not saying that Simone's like that. But the NFL this past week, it was his first of the season. Yes, I know Vontez Perfect has a history of terrible cheap shot head hits, but they suspended him for the rest of the season. They made a statement. It's You're done, buddy. You're gonna, done. It's going to get appealed, but I pretty much guarantee you that he's going to have a season. He's going to miss the rest of the season. I don't. Well, yeah. I don't think Vontez Perfect plays again in the NFL. Anyway, I think they cut it in half. Yeah. But anyway, the point is the league is making an example out of them. And they're finally saying enough is enough. CFL, step up your game. You want to take head hits out of the game? Well, Simone with another one last week. And that's and that's the worst part. It was another head hit. And oh, a max fine. Oh, okay. Great. Didn't he get a max half fine a, for half a game a check? Ankle? Half a game check is the max game fine. Yeah, yeah, he, Big deal. Yeah. So he, he lost a full game in the last two weeks. But that's a repeat offender now. How do you limit? Like, how do you lessen the punishment? And that and that's part of the problem, though, because they they basically set the bar with two games on him. They try to set an example on him, and then they pulled up short on the next time around. Like, it makes no sense. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't go. Oh crap! He did it again. Now what do we do? Like. I got kids, believe me. I, I've pulled the old, uh, once I count to five, then once I get to five, I better actually have something to follow up with. If I don't, I'm screwed. That's why you keep counting, you know, 4.4. Yeah, that's what I'm like, four and a half. Yeah. And they, they four and a half this one. Your, your discipline has no teeth if you don't actually bite. So let's and say- They're not biting. So let's say this upcoming week, Hamilton, they're playing at Edmonton. Let's say Simone does something else. What are they going to give him? But anyway, I just hope that they, the league has to do something with Simone. If this happens again. Can we make it three weeks in a row? Well, he didn't do anything last week. Not against Ham. Well, he, he broke the record for yeah. tackles, well, which is a useless stat. We'll get to that. In a I was, bit. well. You can go now no, if you we'll, want. We'll go right now. You can go right now. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Is there a more useless stat? or more overrated stat than tackles. Congrats. Win, wins above replacement. That's a that's a fun stat. That's a that's a that's it's a, a garbage stu- it's stat. It's a stupid stat, but it doesn't it, it does that actually shows how good you are. A tackle doesn't show how good you are. It shows that they're coming towards you. So 17 tackles, while yes, that's a good a good accomplishment, I guess. You're everywhere around the ball, you're making plays, but what if a defensive back had 17 tackles? You're not going to say, oh, that was a great game. No, because they're picking on you. And that's that's why I, jo- uh, I always found funny about defensive stats in general. Like, the best defensive back is the player you don't talk about because they're not going at him. Have you heard about Nick Marshall since uh, 
Like <laughs> since the, you the call it up by uh, D- Dominique Squared? No. Exactly. That's good. That's what I want out of my defensive players. I don't want to hear their names. Well, besides Charleston Hughes and Micah Johnson. Oh, you want you want to hear the D line yeah. names because they're making plays, but overrated stat. Oh, I agree. There's nothing more overrated in my mind than that. Maybe quarterback wins. That I hate quarterback wins too, because and actually I also find interceptions a very misleading stat. Cause it takes two to tango on that one sometimes. So let's say a quarterback throws the ball perfectly and the receiver runs the wrong route. Or the bounce or bounces he, off the receiver. Bounces off his hands. It's an interception. It's football stats aren't perfect and they never will be. But yeah, there's a bunch of garbage stats out there that people hang their hats on. But it's still better than baseball, who has a stat for everything. I I love baseball stats because they're so ridiculous. Oh, this pitcher has an under two ERA at home in afternoon games when the temperature is less than fourteen degrees Celsius. Know what my favorite stat, and something else my, my like they'll add something stupid just to make it a good stat. Like, so, are you? Oh, at least they they pay guys for that, which is funny. Speaking of making up stats, this is my like all time favorite baseball stat story. Uh, a Rod's agent was that Rosenhaus? Yeah, Rosenhaus pitched to the league to have an, a a stat called the exceptional point, uh, the exceptional rating, where players like A Rod. If they or if they were making like these amazing plays, it would count towards some kind of ratio. And he was pitching it because he wanted basically his players to basically lead the league in this. Yeah, so he would with, get more money, money in commission because exactly. he could pitch that into a, a sale. Exactly. And but and that's what my point is. Stats are garbage. I'm sorry. Wins and losses are the only stats at the end of the day that matter. It's nice that players go out there and they do some nice stuff. And I, I, I cheer with like all the other fans when some player rushes for 2,500 yards or 2,000 yards or Tom Brady breaks the quarterback uh, t- touchdown record. Yay. Wins and losses. That's all that matters. Congratulations on your 17 tackles, Simone Lawrence. I mean, it's good. Like You're not missing tackles. So, I mean, that's good. Actually, in the way that, that last uh, tackle was garbage, by the way, he uh, didn't barely touch the guy, and, all, well, and the guy fell forward. Like, come on! And that's yeah, it's that's also why it's like Strahan's record-setting sack on uh, Brett Favre. Favre fell down in front of him. That wasn't a sack. Come on, that was a give up. I know, but and that's why stats stats are goofy that way. It depends on how the person recording them wants to mark them. Anyway, our Churchill Brewing Company little rant of the week there. Tackles are stupid. Dumb stat. All stats are stupid. Let's get to some questions that we have here every week on the Piffles podcast. We want you guys to help dictate what goes on in the show. And uh, so we ask, what should we talk about this week? Um, I like Matt's comment here. Um, we should probably talk about cookies. As One we re- second. Steve, you suck. As we record about, great point, homemade, it, It's as we record, it's homemade cookie day. What? It's homemade cookies day today. There's a day for everything. Yes. Um, so I like cookies. I like Amy's pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. I would never, I never thought I'd actually like pumpkin and uh, chocolate chips together, but yes, they are very good. How do you feel about oatmeal raisin cookies? I like them, but I think I'm in the minority. Love them. They'll be soft and chewy. I, I was, expe- oh I was expecting you to so come good. over. I love monitor. raisins. I, well, I know, but I was like, a lot of people hate, I don't know why. When did oatmeal raisin become the most di- divisive cookie on the planet? I don't know. Best store-bought cookie? Dad's. 
Goodie rings? I like the other two as well, too. I like the other two better than I like goodie rings. I I, I don't hate it, but yeah, dads are good. I, Oreos. There's a maple good. maple Danish kind that I really like. Those are good too. Yes. My grandmother used to make this. It's a, it was like a weird sandwich cookie. It was kind of cinnamon, but it had like um almost like a toffee filling in the middle. So good. I hmm. need to actually now that I'm talking about this, I got to talk to my mother <laughs> see if she has the recipe for it. Cody Fajardo's contract status. Lane talks about that. What would you pay him? Would you make him a high-paid guy, or do you try to lowball him? Maybe not lowball him. I, honestly, I think he's in the three to four range, probably five, maybe even four. And then you amp up the bonuses on top of that. I think Cody Fajardo is a smart guy. I think he realizes that you need to have a very talented team around you. He he knows what's happening out in BC. He sees the highest-paid quarterback, and they have the least well. No, now second least amount of wins, but they're a bad team out in BC right now. Mike Riley's not getting any help. They they can't afford anyone help. But if you ask yeah, them, apparently they got. They, that's the funny thing is, oh, we got cap room. Then why aren't you spending it? Because you suck. I think Cody's smart. I can see him not wanting. I can see the Riders saying, "Hey, you're you know, we're gonna offer you three years, four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars with." A couple bonuses here and there to get up to maybe five, six hundred thousand dollars. I can see that. No, no, you 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 give them basically like you you roll out and then this is another Tom Brady reference. You roll out the Tom Brady plan. Like you take a little less money, we put a winning team around you, and it's about legacy and and the fortunate thing about Rider Nation, so to speak, there's outside opportunities. You're gonna for make him. so much on endorsements. Yeah, like n- no one in. Vancouver cares who Mike Riley is. That's why he has to get paid seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I just hope that deal gets done relatively soon. I I want I want that'd be a good Christmas gift. I would like, yeah, uh, like I understand if you don't want to negotiate during the season, so be it. But after that's uh, after like garbage bag day, there better be hey Cody, let's sit down and talk, because you do not want him going into free agency. Nope, not at all. Because I was looking for a quarterback. Toronto will probably be looking for Toronto a quarterback. Will be looking for a quarterback. Winnipeg needs to make a decision on what they're doing with their two quarterbacks. Um, Hamilton has to make a decision on at least one quarterback. And you also got a new league down in the States looking for talent. And they've Their got- draft is coming up soon. Ooh. The XFL draft. Um, I think it's October 15th and 16th. Ooh. Who's, who's, who's going to be the Dallas Renegades first pick? <laughs> There's a scam going out about that. Apparently somebody sent out a scam email to a bunch of former players saying, hey, you're invited for the draft or whatever. We have to pay X amount of money to, to get in or something like that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so just if you if you get an email from uh, the XFL, probably not real. Conrad says, in my opinion... The team with the best O-line will win the Grey Cup. Who in the CFL has the best O-line? I really like what we got going on right now. Um, Calgary's always good, though. I don't know, honestly. I think it's a three-way toss-up. Calgary, obviously, they always have a good O-line. doesn't matter who they seem to put in there. The Riders, I really like what we have here. But Hamilton... They're doing a great job over there. They are doing a really good job over there. That is true. So those are, I mean, those are the three favorites to win the Great Cup right now. So that's that ties in with the the good old lines. And uh, finally, Peter, triple headers on Saturday. 
They're doing a bunch of those down the stretch here to avoid NFL Sundays. Do you like triple header Saturdays? Or would you rather see like a a Thursday night game still competing with the Thursday night NFL and then I, a Friday and two Saturdays or two Fridays, two Saturdays. I understand why they're doing the triple headers. I hate the triple headers. Um, but I don't know what you do because you're not going to keep, you, you don't want to go against a Thursday nighter. No, honestly, a two and two would be good. But the thing is, though, you can't start that Friday night game until 7 PM Eastern time. And you, and so, so, so the first game until 7 p.m. Eastern time. So you're not starting that last game until 10 Eastern time. That's so late. And that's, yeah, you're going to kill your market there. Unfortunately, triple headers are not going away until the league can actually become competitive with the NFL somehow. What I would like to see, and it's never going to happen, and this is why I don't like triple headers, I would like to see maybe two games on at the same time. We and that's where I was going to go next. Like, but it'll never happen. No, I can't see it. Not with the CFL. Look what the NFL does. And I know you can do this obviously with more teams, and it's easier to do. But if there's a dud game on TV, you can switch that to something else. It'd be. And I love the triple headers in in the NFL. I love the morning games, and then there's a couple, you know, a few in the afternoon, three or four usually, and then you you wait half an hour, and then there's a Sunday nighter, and it just seems like it doesn't seem like that's a long day of football. It seems perfect, even though it is a long day of football. But in the CFL, when you get the triple headers, and especially last week, Ottawa-Edmonton, who cares? That game sucked. Well, it's he, two terrible teams just to get to the router game. And then there was a game after that that really, outside of Montreal, nobody cares about. But the thing is, the league actually needs to look at finding a secondary outlet because in two, three years, if Adla Adla uh, the Atlantic team ever does come to fruition, there's going to be weeks where there's five games. And they'll have to do something. They're going to have to. Like you're not going to do a double and a, a double and a a triple, or you're you're going to be competing with the NFL either way. Like you can't avoid, at that point. You cannot avoid the NFL. So yeah, they've they've got to figure out like why can't there be one game a week on Sportsnet? Like that's all it needs. The rest can be on TSN. Like just do something. Never thought I'd miss the days of CBC Sports and uh, Wal uh, Walby. Well, if you miss Walby, you can just go to Winnipeg and get the, the Walby burger. And die. That thing was not appealing at all. And I like food. I really like food, but that was not appealing. Anyway, those are the Piffles questions for this week. Keep them coming to us. Send it to them. Send them to us on Twitter at PifflesPod. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. We got to get to this week's Tallgrass Apparel Enemy Preview. Riders playing the Bombers in what is, at this point, the biggest game of the season for both teams. It's the tie-breaking game. Whoever wins this wins the season series between the two teams. Is it a must-win? No. Is it a man? I really hope we win because that'll kind of you know, put Winnipeg essentially two games behind us. Beating Winnipeg yes. would virtually guarantee us a home playoff game. Pretty much. All you got to do is stay even with them the rest of the year. You can even drop one more than they than they do the rest of the year. Exactly. In four games. So, I mean, if you go two and two in those final four games, you're still probably getting home playoff game. Yeah, either way. So, it's it's close as you can be to a must win without actually being a must win. I got a good stat that, uh, that I saw earlier. Um, outside of Labor Day games, the last, over the last, whatever, 10 years or whatever it is, in non-playoff games, or in non-Labor Day games, the Bombers are 3-0 and in Saskatchewan. Yeah, I know. 
And that doesn't include a preseason tie. Yeah, no. Believe Some, me, I, I... Something about this game almost makes me feel uneasy for that reason. But at the same time, they have Chris Strevler this time around. And that makes me feel a lot better. Believe me, I had, I had to listen to how the Bombers beat the Riders on the on the first game of open of Mosaic Stadium. I had to listen to about how they beat us in the first playoff game in Mosaic Stadium. <sighs> I just just do me a favor, Riders. Just lay the boots to the Bombers so I never have to listen to Bomber fans. That'd be that'd be swell. That'd be great. Jordan Williams Lambert. Let's get to it here. He will be playing this week. Craig Dickinson said so himself. He's going to be taking Manny Arsenault's spot on the starting roster. They were rotating last week uh, between Williams Lambert, Manny Arsenault, and even Naaman Roosevelt. And we're like, ah, they're not taking Naaman out, right? Like, there's no chance. Well, they're not. They're taking Manny out after he has his explosion game. You mentioned they're giving Manny the shadow and treatment. Unfortunately, and we've, we've talked, how many times have we talked about this? I guess ever since we found out uh, Jordan Williams Lambert. Vincent, could, it's been over a month now. Could be coming. It was even before he signed. We were talking about how if he came back. Who, it was who, after he got cut from Chicago. Yeah, where are they going to, who would have to go? And Manny always seemed to be the most obvious choice. But you got you got to look at that receiving core. It's, you got those three sophomore receivers who, um, especially Shaq and Kyron Moore have kind of found their groove now. Um, Roosevelt's Roosevelt. You need that token Canadian. Like, imagine if we didn't have to put that Canadian out there. I'm surprised that it's Manny for kind of th- that reason. The fact that it's so many sophomore co- receivers with a first-year starting quarterback. This is still a young quarterback. You'd think you'd want to have as many veterans as you possibly can with him. But the nice thing about Manny is he, from all accounts, he's been a real locker room guy, even when he wasn't contributing to the offense. He was still talking to players. He was like coaching on the sideline. He's being a leader, a leader in the locker room. The big play chain was his idea. And it was good to see he finally got to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those situations where Manny isn't going to be that far away from, he might not be playing, but Manny's still going to be a big part of this team. No, and he'll be the game day scratch. They'll move Stafford to an injured list or something like that. If I forget, we have Kenny Stafford on the roster still. I still don't understand. Like, I understand Kenny Stafford is good for depth. I I don't understand why they got him, but hey, depth, I guess. Who knows? There's still a lot of football to be played left this year, so injuries could happen. They've been pretty fortunate this year in terms of uh, injuries on the offensive side of the ball, not getting any. You know what scares me? Remember when Fantus came back from the Bears? How long did that last? Half a season? Not even. It's two games. He came back midseason from his trial for the Bears and ended up hurting himself. Did he miss the rest of the year? Yes. I don't remember that. Yeah. Sure he did. And he yeah. pissed off to Hamilton. And yeah. No one cares about him after that. Could have had another great cup ring. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go, Andy. Yeah, good, good job, Andy. <laughs> we, even, we have a cereal about you and everything. Yeah. This. Zach Evans. Sounds like he might be playing. After first day of practice, he was with the backups. And wasn't really in a lot of things, but he's eligible to play this game. The good news is, it's not that we don't need him. The team, the defensive line is better with him. But Mac Henry and I'm going to get this name Debeer. wrong. Debeer, there you go, have been playing really well in his absence. And Debeer got his first career sack in that uh, Toronto game last week. Did he week. ever? Yeah. Um. So 
I love Zach. He's local and he's not going anywhere anytime soon because he signed that extension. So, but there's no need to rush him. Like, don't get me wrong, I would love him against Winnipeg, but we don't need to rush him back. Make sure he's healthy. I like I'm looking forward to seeing this defense, especially, especially the linebackers, bounce back from that garbage performance they had in the Badger Bowl. And I mean, the Badger Bowl is kind of a toss-up of a game anyway. It's either going to be a close rider win or we get blown out every single time. Yeah, there's, 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 there's no in-between. Well, no, there was that one game where we put the boots to them. Oh, it was like 55-10. That was when uh, Jason Armstead threw a touchdown yes. to Andy Fantuz, who was actually not in the end. That ball wasn't even close to being in the end zone, but that was before <laughs> instant replay, so it all worked it out all worked pretty out well. It all worked out in the end, yeah. Um, but other, I mean, really, that's an, that's an anomaly of a game, too. Yeah. But it's either a close rider win or a Bombers blowout, and that's what it ended up being this year was a Bombers blowout. This is, I think this is going to, like, we're going to do our picks shortly, I guess, but this is going to be game of the week by far. This is going to be an absolute slugfest. That Calgary-Montreal game is going to be pretty good, too. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be fun, don't get me wrong, but, but this, is, this, this is going to be the game of the absolutely. week. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing how that defense responds and and watching them kind of key in a little bit more on Chris Streffler after what happened after getting absolutely picked apart by Streffler in that Banjo Bowl. I just hope these guys remember how to tackle because there's no way Chris Streffler should like run through that many people. No. I don't think that'll happen this year. And well, let's let's get right to our picks then. If we're gonna kind of talk about what we think is gonna happen, we'll start off with Edmonton at Hamilton. Pretty obvious, it's gonna be Hamilton, right? Oh yeah, easily Hamilton. Potential game of the week: Calgary and Montreal. So, oh, Saturday afternoon in Montreal. I forgot. Not really tweet of the week, but a great tweet by Derek Dennis because he was kind of talking about how they were gonna go into Montreal and whatever, and I'm like. I don't know, because I, I, I referenced the Rue, uh, Rue St. Catherine flu. It's a real thing. And apparently, did you know that they actually don't go in a day early for that reason? Mm-hmm. That, I did not know that. That blows my mind. Like, you think you'd want your guys there early and rested, but I guess it's, but it's Montreal. An, but it's an early game. I know. That's in my Montreal, point. So, like, that's, I can't see it. I think they'll end up flying out on Friday. Well, Derek Dennis seemed to say that they weren't flying in until right before. So, I I can't imagine if if that's the case. You're basically That'd be tough on you're, the body. You're flying your guys out what three o'clock in the morning, essentially yep. Calgary time. To, if, yeah, no, especially um, when you lose a couple hours. I still like Montreal. Montreal always seems to surprise Calgary this game. That's the one game Calgary has trouble with every single year is in Montreal. For that reason, and because. Vernon Adams is going to be back this week, and that gives Montreal a better chance as it is. I'm going with Montreal as well. I really think that, and this isn't just a want. I I do want this to happen, obviously, but I actually think Montreal does win this one pretty cleanly. We'll get to the to the router game in a second. Toronto at BC, and the hoop gives a crap bowl. Is it ever BC? B, uh, BC is going to win it, and they're going to make Edmonton sweat a little more. One more week. One more week. BC can still catch them. Why are they not dead? I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, BC makes the crossover, not Edmonton. They win out. I I would giggle like a school. And that includes beating beating us. Because yeah, they gotta win out. They have to. And then the riders will beat Edmonton twice. And that will be what it comes down to. And then by that time, Calgary will have. First place clinched which, in that final game against BC. Which is funny because, well, ne- next week, I believe next week is BC Edmonton. BC will win that one. And that would no be Trevor Harris. so amazing. 
It's going to come down to that BC Calgary game at the very end of the season, and which then, might be a mean nothing game. It might mean everything to both teams. Yeah, and which also means they at that point they gotta fire ears, don't they? Yeah, we we can talk about that next week. Yeah, I'll make a note actually. Fire <laughs> big ears. <laughs> it's Jason Moss, by the way. Yeah. Fire him like he fires Gatorade jugs. No, except it'll actually work this time. Yeah. Um, Winnipeg at Saskatchewan. Hurt says Riders, but my head's going to say it's going to be tight. It's going to be a. It's going to be one of those sprinkle of Jesus's finish. Oh God, I hope not. It, I can't, it I can't take be, that. It's going to be a nail biter till the very end. This is going to be a really good game. It's going to be a very physical game. Riders will pull it out. They'll find a way. Let's hope so. Anyway, I hope so. Get to ten. That's going to do it for us this week here on the. One second, sorry. Today was the last day of the Jesus Sprinkle shirts. That's right. Um, it's amazing how a dumb idea I had drinking coffee at the lake. <laughs> um, not sure on exact final numbers. But we'll probably get that next week, I think. I think so, but I uh, just want to thank everyone. Um, blew my mind uh, how many shirts we actually put out the door and how many orders. We, we were just going to be happy selling 50. That's why the original order was for 50. And we are, last I checked, between 275 and 300. Which is a lot of money raised for the Hospitals of Regina Foundation Pediatric Ward. So um, I, we ship shirts all the way to Northwest Territories, Vancouver Island, down in the States, I think Nevada and California. There's some out east to the Atlantic area. Uh, out in the, like everywhere. Like it, not just Saskatchewan. Um, there's an orange shirt for a BC Lions fan. That I or someone a stamp fan ordered a red shirt today, so he's definitely gonna look like a ketchup bottle. <laughs> um, so thank you very much, Rider um, Nation. You are awesome. You, for, for that kind of stuff. not even just Rider Nation. Everyone who ordered a shirt, thank you very much. I never in a million years did I expect this to take off the way it did. So and uh, honestly, you and Steve kind of did all that yourselves. I didn't really have much to do with it, so. Good on you guys, and thank you guys for kind of spearheading that and and making it a, a big success. And a big thank you for Cody for uh, choosing us. Cho choosing us, because he's, like you said, he had other offers, and I took my shot, and apparently I sold it well, and we did a lot of good, so I can't wait to do a final tally. And Next time do that on something that makes us money, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I already got an idea for the next shirt going into playoffs. So, uh. <laughs> no, we love doing this for charity. It's awesome. And, uh, um, like you said, we don't have the final tally. And we talked about this off, not in front of the mics, a couple of weeks ago. And, and again, last week, I think, or a couple of weeks, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And, and we didn't put it in front of mics because we don't like making a big deal out of it. Um, but over the, the few years that we've been around. Last three years. The first Piffles Bowl would have been. The first Piffles Bowl. We've, not just we, but all of you guys listening Everyone as well. Everyone who's believed in us, I guess, to trust us to do with the stupid stuff we come up with. We've been able to help raise over $10,000 for charity staying here in Saskatchewan. How awesome is that? It's, it's over $10,000. Three guys talking football. That's and, all we're doing. And that, that's the funny thing is like, it's it, it, it's weird. Like the three, We're not even good at it. Yeah, that is also true. <laughs> but the three of us, though, it's just all of us is like, hey, let's do this. And it's always, okay, what share do we, we, we're giving it to? Because we're not here to make money. No, no, not and, at all. And that makes us sound stupid. So every time I say that, I'm like, man, we're dumb. But, <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, like we all three of us, we want to give to the community because you guys support us and we want to give it to someone else because And that's a testament to the great CFL fans, to the great fans here in Saskatchewan as well, that even though times are are a little tough right now in the economy, that there's always room for for charity. Yeah. Always. always. And that's amazing to see. Yeah. And just some of the some of the emails we got, like actually I had one woman come pick up her shirts on the weekend and she profusely thanked me to the point where it almost was awkward because it's like, <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. It's like, yeah, no, I can't. Because she, she's had family in the hospital. She had this. And uh, one of the shirts was going to a friend of hers with cancer who's going through chemo oh, wow. right now. Wow. And it was just like, I'm just an idiot who came up with design and wanted to do something good for the community, but you're welcome. But And special thanks as well goes to Matt at uh, Tallgrass Apparel for oh, getting these shirts done. And- but getting these shirts done. And uh, it's it's not an easy process for him. So no, I, I went and watched him the one night. <laughs> uh, he, like, he, Man, he, I'm glad I don't do this he, all the time. He, he he put in a he put in a yeoman's effort. <laughs> so again, thank you guys for for all that and uh, making the the Jesus sprinkle shirts a, a big success. And we'll get our final tallies and uh, make sure that the hospitals of Regina Foundation gets a nice check. And I'm already contemplating ideas for next year. So we're definitely going to do another one next year. It was I. Uh, I love doing this stuff, so it's going to be fun. That's going to do it for us this week here on the Piffles Podcast. You can give us a follow on Twitter at Piffles Pod. Feel free to give me a follow at RealAlexD. Follow me at Greg on Sports. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Piffles Podcast. We're also on Instagram. Just search Piffles Pod. And, of course, the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well go out to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty, Tallgrass Apparel, Churchill Brewing Company, and Underdogs Memorabilia for their support to make this show possible. Of course, as we mentioned, Pivles Podcast, we're a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. This is Ghost Behind Your Mind by Tyler Gilbert. <laughs>